right, thank you for joining us. This is the very first Panda Manga Podcast, PM Podcast. Uh, we're going to be uh, kind of doing the umbrella uh, category of geek life, um, breaking it down into a couple different things. Your hosts are JP, that's me. And I'm the Brian. Um, we will be breaking it down, like I said, into a couple different categories. Uh, we're going to do uh, four different categories. We'll hit um, each month, um, and they will be games, comics, movies, and zombie survival. Now, zombie survival, we actually are going to have some special guests from the Zombie Egg website. Uh, the Zombie Egg staff, or that's zombie-egg.com. Uh, they're there to help you figure out how to prepare and survive the zombie apocalypse. It's an excellent website. It's a lot of fun. And we're very excited to be working with them. Um, along with them, uh, with the uh, at least the comics and the movies, we're going to have some other guest speakers. A little bit to be determined, sometimes a bit of a rotating kind of uh, roster, but we'll definitely be having some people who have something uh, worthwhile to say. <laughs> so today's topic is games. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the title, Games, Rants, and Raves. We're going to pick one game to rant about, one game to just rave about. Um, so, uh, the Brian and I, we decided to, uh, have one person choose one, one person choose the other. I went ahead and picked raves. And I went with rants. Now, one of the things that's going on is I've never actually played the game that JP has chosen for his rave. And I don't know if JP has actually chose, has played the game no, that I'm going to rant about. I have not. He has not. He just found out, like, right before we started recording, what that's going to be. Yeah, as a matter of so, fact, we were on purpose kind of secretive about it. Yes. And I made sure to never actually look up the game that JP is going to be raving about. So I'm going to let JP start. All right, yeah. So let's start with a little love. Um, I would like to rave about this game. Now, the, the, the games in this rant and rave section are typically going to be a little older, um, just because it's more fun to bring out some stuff. Hopefully, we can give some of our listeners uh, you know, a game to kind of dig up out of the bargain bin at your local GameStop that would really be worthwhile. So um, I want to rave about Mega Man Legends. Now, there's a, two, a couple different uh, ones in that series. you got Mega Man Legends, Mega Man Legends 2, and then the Misadventures of Tron Bond, which is like a side character for Mega Man Legends. Um, so Mega Man Legends, this came back out back in 1998, September 15th, when games were so reasonably priced as $26.99. <laughs> oh, miss those days. Yes. Now, this game, I rented – I mean, I was in – High school, junior high. I mean, it was probably a long high, time yeah, ago. Yeah, probably high school, maybe long, junior high. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, so this so this came out on the original PlayStation, the PS One, and um, it had a lot of really neat features. Um, now, it wasn't the very first game to feature open world. Uh, I think that two years before that, '96 was when um, Mario sixty four came out, which kind of blew all of our tops. Uh, so, but it does uh, feature an open world sort of setup. Um, it's not as clean, it's not as sharp as uh, Nintendo 64's, you know, Mario 64, but um, it was really incredible. Uh, big, huge open vistas, varying uh, in kind of look and feel, um, and uh, big old honking dungeons, some big boss battles. I mean, it was really good fun. I mean, it's definitely, it's a Mega Man game, so, you know, you're going to be, you know, going through different areas and collecting items and defeating bosses and absorbing their kind of power. So, you know, as you move forward, you'll be upgrading and things like that. Um, the, uh, the couple things that I wanted to hit about, I really, really love the kind of anime feel of this game. 
Um, they had heavy, heavy emphasis on storyline. And that could be why I like it so much. I mean, let me just get this clear right now. I definitely like me some anime. <laughs> <laughs> me as well. Right. Um, it's a really fun game. Um, they, uh, they have this very different feel from a lot of the other uh, Mega Man games. Uh, it is actually, like I said, like an open-world RPG. Uh, and you start off with your ship crash-landing on this on this uh, island. And this is way in the future. Um, this is several thousand years after the ZX series. It's supposed to happen in, uh, you know, the year 8,000-something. <laughs> um, and most of the world is covered with water. And uh, people have kind of survived on these little islands here and there. And there's an, they're, they're, you know, being that it's so far in the future from the other uh, games, there's this entire society based around digging up, like, archaeological sites. And they call them, they call the characters, creatively enough, diggers. And uh, our main character, Mega Man, was a digger. And in this one, his name is Mega Man Volnut. For some reason. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's any connection, really, to the old Mega Man. Um, but but what's cool about it is that there seems to be a very robust backstory. Uh, you know, you're trudging around in this world, and anything that has a really good backstory, uh, it doesn't necessarily share all the little bits and pieces of it with you. There just seems to have more weight and consistency to it, wouldn't you say? Um, I could. I mean, like I said, I haven't played the game, so right. But uh, I mean, if but, you think of other things that have a big, big, I mean, like for example, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is. Massive. There's technical manuals on it. There's so much more information about Star Wars than has ever been in any of the commercial movies. That's true. You know, Very and, true. And it the allows expanded it to, universe as ex- maybe yeah. exactly, and, and it allows for it to be much, much more of a rich experience. And that's yes. what I mean. Obviously, this isn't as deep as Star Wars, but I felt it to be much more rich. It was a really, really engaging story. Really fun characters. Um, the uh, the controls again. I'm you know I hate to continually compare this to Mario 64, but you know for me it was kind of you know similar to that back in the day. Um, again, it's not quite as tight as Mario 64. Not quite as as smooth controls. The camera was a little bit more stiff. Um, it was controlled by one of the shoulder buttons, and right. and so the the controls were still a little bit more stiff. But but being that they were stiff, they felt really tight. You'd never feel like you were out of control. The camera didn't freak out on you. It wasn't any kind of like crazy guy floating on a cloud behind you, banging into stuff. <laughs> you know, like it actually was very, very clean. Um, and then, of course, it's a Mega Man game. You got all these great upgrades. Of course, my favorite was either the Super Jump or the Rocket Skates. Now, I mean, I might be just a big geek, but ripping around in Rocket Skates on an open world area is just the best. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, all right. Side uh, tangent here. Talk about one of your favorite other games. Jet Set Radio. Oh, well, yeah, there is that. Uh, one of these days we'll have to sit down and talk about Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio, depending on your uh, whether you played the Japanese version or not. Um, that's easily my most favorite game of all time, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> but it's all about Rocket Skates. But it's, it's all about Rocket Skates, which is great. Um, no, but I guess, I guess just kind of, you know, just to bring things full circle with the... Uh, uh, Mega Man Legends. Uh, I really highly recommend it. Anybody that can get a chance to get a hold of it. Uh, you know, it's a PS1 title, so it'll work on your PS3. Um, it's one of the titles that I really think should be on the PSN as a downloadable. It's it not, isn't yet? It's oh, not yet. I thought it might have been. No, it's not yet. Uh, it, it, it really should be. Um, you know, again, it's, it, because it's a PS1 game, uh, most of the PS3s will play it. Uh, there's a little bit of, uh, I played it through recently with the PS3, and, uh, you know, sometimes it'll kind of quit on you. Uh, there's a little bit of quirkiness because we're back to the emulation for the PS1 right. uh, stuff on the PS3 instead of, 
like the early PS3s actually basically had a PS1 inside of them. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyway, uh, it plays really well. Uh, you can you can get it on eBay for you know not a fortune, and it's really worth your while. Um, so yeah, that's my spiel. Any any questions, the Brian? Well, there are actually a couple of things that I do want to uh, bring up about this okay. now. Um, I I have never played it, but I have watched um, someone, my brother, uh, my older brother, play it. And this was back in the day, like place, like you were saying, this is a PlayStation One game, and you would occasionally get these discs, these little demo discs that had, like, you know, it, it's kind of like nowadays where you have the downloadable demos. Only right. there was a bunch of games on a single CD. Right. Um, Mega Man Legends was one of them, and two things that I noticed is, hey, Mega Man doesn't have his helmet. And third of all, or second of all, it's a third-person open-world game. Um, if you've never played any of the other Mega Man games, Mega Man, uh, the regular Mega Man's, Mega Man X series, they're all side-scrolling adventure games, kind of. You run, you jump, you shoot, uh, kind of like almost the original Mario style right. um, with right. a gun. Little platformers. Little platformers. Um so it was a serious, serious departure from the the Mega Man series prior. And those games really didn't have too much backstory from what I remember. I think Mega Man X4 on the PlayStation kind of had a cool story going, but um, I don't remember it enough to say uh, that. You know, my understanding of the Mega Man games, I've only played a couple of them, this is not real story-centric. They're it's, not. It's all about tight controls, really sharp platforming, and upgrades. I mean, the yes. upgrades are the big deal, because you get this very, very different gameplay style, and it completely, and in some cases, opens up areas that you couldn't get to otherwise. Yes. And... Um, and with his comparisons to Mario 64, it wouldn't be as clean because the PlayStation had half the processing power, you know, 32-bit graphics instead of 64. But I actually didn't like the controls on Mario 64 because they were just a bit too loose. Now, Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, to be fair, um, back in those days, the original PlayStation didn't actually have analog controls like you have now. Right. Um, you just had your regular D-pad, your shoulder buttons... Think of the PlayStation 2 or 3 controller without the analog sticks, and you have the PlayStation 1 controller. Um, what was that called? The DualShock when it first came out? DualShock, yes. Yeah, so, so I think that this came out before the DualShock was considered standard equipment for the PlayStation. Yes, and the N64 was the first to really have that analog stick. And it was a little analog nub, and it wasn't really very responsive, but, you know, it was very forward-thinking. But because it wasn't very responsive, and if you've ever seen the N64 controller, it's like... How do I play this with only two hands? I think I need a third hand to play this thing. <laughs> right. Um, right, and then they make you like squeeze your hand into the middle for exactly. half the games, and you're like getting carpal tunnel. And <laughs> yeah, so so it was the control scheme that I kind of had trouble with with Mario sixty four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, so the fact that you were saying that the controls aren't as tight and they're a little bit slower actually makes me more interested in the game because I felt that the controls were. While a very good system in Mario 64 were could be a bit sporadic with its like with the really bad um, response on the analog stick. So well, you know, Mario 64 was easily one of the first games to really have that open world feel. Yes, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a sandbox. There was no. a hub world and different worlds you went to, but I mean, really running around in complete free 3D with a camera trailing behind you in third person. I mean, there are some games that approached that, but it wasn't anything like that. No, and you know, along with that came, you know, the the problems that have plagued the generation of games, which is camera trouble. I don't yes. know how many times I've read 
reviews from all over the place where, oh, the game's great, but, you know, there's some camera trouble. The camera gets caught on something. It gets into yeah. a weird angle and you can't see what you're doing. La, 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 la. Yeah, you're, you're fighting the camera just as much as you're fighting bad guys. Absolutely. Well, and that was just not the case in, in, in uh, Mega Man. I just, in Mega Man Legends, it wasn't like that. It was, it was simpler, but at the same time, cleaner. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just good. It's, it's a kickback to an old way of doing things before, you know, it was expected for everything to be running around 3D, free roaming, all that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, there's just more sandbox games than you can shake a stick at these days. And so for something back then, so long ago, to do something that's so engaging with such clean controls and lovable characters and, I don't know. I just think that it's it's a, it's really worth your time. So you know, anybody out there that is interested um, or is you know willing to try and dig through the bargain bin, uh, it's it's really worth your while. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a little break and uh, listen to a little bit of music from Tiger Paw on Air Plus Recordings. When we get back, we will be listening to the Brian's rant on. Well, whatever the game it is that he chose. Um, the song is called Air Descent. It's off the new album, The Good Days. I hope you enjoy it. talking about uh, that we we hate Brian what's what's the so today's rants um, well to uh, give you a little more backstory on me I'm a man who likes to make the short story long and the long story longer and I love to tangent so I'm going to quickly start by saying that the game I'm ranting about is Legend of Mana now it's actually a game that's got some pretty solid reviews and I can't for any reason understand why. Now, to give you a little bit of backstory, one of my favorite games of all time is Secret of Mana. N64 game, if you haven't played it, pick it up. Um, they even have it on iOS. Um, and I thought it was on Super Nintendo. It is on Super Nintendo. Um, I, I think you might be able to find it on Virtual Console for uh, the Wii. Okay. Um, and it's also, like I said, it's also on iOS. Or, you know, if you're some sort of illegal pirate, you can always grab a ROM and emulator. Not that we're recommending that. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, we do not endorse any of that. Yes. Um, so... Um, yeah, we say no more, say no more. Exactly. Yeah, so... Um, but if you can get it, play it, thank me later. Um, 
And like I said, it's one of my all-time favorite games. It's rarely out of the top three, never out of the top five when I'm making a game list. Um, and one of the audio tracks for The Town is one of my favorite video game tracks of all time. Um, so one of those I just, tracks that just takes you back to It just in your really does. It really does. I just <laughs> love it. In fact, to this day, um, the game came out when I was like a freshman in high school. Right. And... To this day, I actually have a friend who we used to actually stay up with another friend and play till like 3 a.m., but we would rent the game so we'd never have actually beat it. So <laughs> he's got it, and whenever I actually go and visit him, which isn't all that often, we actually break it out and play it for a night just on just so that at one of these days, we will finally beat this game. Um, so... Um, that's nowadays. That's nowadays. That's, you know, going on right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how much we love this game. Now... So, have you, you beat the game several times then? Um, actually, we have not beat... That friend and I have not beat game? the game. Yes, it's an RPG. Okay. It's, it's a long RPG, you know. Um, is so, this from Square? It is from Square. It's oh, a Square okay. game. Right. So, this is back in, like, the yeah. height of Square's, like... Oh yeah. Majesty and Oh yeah. I mean it it came out at the same time as Final Fantasy three here in America, six in Japan and other areas, and also Chrono Trigger. It's in that it came out at that exact same time. Right. It's my favorite of those three. I don't care what people say about how much greater Chrono Trigger is. No, it's all about Secret of Mana for me. Um Okay, so you're hating on I'm hating on the game I'm hating on is Legend of Mana. Now there was so is a, it just because it sucks in comparison, or is it like literally just not worth playing? It's liter- I feel it's literally not worth playing. So here's where it gets interesting. So about 98 or so, I was starting to actually get out of video games. And in early 1999, um, one of my friends emailed me because he knew that I was a big fan of Secret of Man. He's like, hey, guess what? They're making a new another uh, sequel to that game that's going to be out on the PlayStation. It's called Legend of Mana. And um, so Legend of Mana is the first game I have ever actually pre-ordered. It would be the, the like it would be a long time before I would even consider pre-ordering another video game simply because it would have the stigma of, oh, you're the game that I pre-ordered after Legend of Mana. <laughs> you're going to not be very good in my Dubious mind. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's going to sour the next game that I pre-order. Um and like I said, in 98, I was slowly starting to get out of video games. This game came out in July 15th, 99, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a very, very, very different feel to it. It had actually like the same type of um, art style as far as the characters were concerned. But it really didn't seem to have any plot. It seemed like... So it just like meander or it didn't... Yeah, it, so, it, it kind of meandered. So how it worked was like the world kind of got turned upside down and you had to kind of find the pieces of the world and put it back together. So there's... This I've bit, never done that in a video game before. That's that's a new experience for me. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it kind of like... Uh, the one that I think of like is, you know, Dark Cloud, you know, that sort right. of series where you kind of have to rebuild the towns around. But if I remember right, I've never played Dark Cloud, but I think like depending on where you put things, um, it actually affected the areas or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this one, like, you had a big open world, and it seemed like you could, like you had your house, and you could place Wait, your so house. You, there was actually building in this. Yeah. The, so you would actually place your house and um, somewhere on this big open world map. And I actually played – I 
played the game three different times. I've never actually finished the game, um, but I stopped and started just to try a couple of different things. Um, and I moved it around into completely different areas. It never seemed to make any sort of a difference. Um, and like your house placement, like your house placement, it seemed like the same, make a big deal out of where your house needed to be or no, it, it was just like, yeah, here's your house. Here's the entire world. Place it wherever you want in the entire world. And that'll shape how you play the game. Like what shows up? It never seemed to actually change. Oh, so what this was dungeons like, stuff. like early reactionary sort of gaming. Exactly. Like, you know, your choices change the future. It could, yeah, because what would happen is that you would find other, like, items, like you'd find another person's house or something, or another, um, or, like, a town or something, and you could place it somewhere, but it didn't seem like those made any differences whatsoever to how the game played. Um, I kept trying to, like I said, I kept trying to go different paths and stuff, it really didn't seem to make any difference of which way or another. And the thing that I also loved about Secret of Mana was the combat. It was kind of like Legend of Zelda-esque, where enemies were just on the screen and you just kind of fought them. Um, oh, so it was like action. It was an action it RPG. It was turn-based. No, it was not turn-based at all. It really? was real-time action RPG, um, which I loved. And you could level up your weapons, and um, you had multiple different weapons. They had this wheel type of system that you could go around that you would choose what weapons you would have. And, um, like, if you had two uh, side characters with you that, like, were also playable... Um, with a like, if you had three controllers, you could actually play with three friends, really? and you could all control a separate character, and you could actually swap weapons with these people. Um, so it was quite a blast. Um, and you could charge your weapons. So like, you would hold down on the attack button, and if you had um, increased your skill level, like you could hold it down and it would actually create a much more powerful attack, but while you were charging, you would actually move real slow. In Legend of Mana, you could move pretty much free, uh, freely, but there'd be sections where you would actually have to fight people. And in those sections were the only times that you would actually like attack things, and you'd move at those slow speeds as when you were charging the weapons in Secret of Mana. Um, the combat actually felt a little clunky. How they integrated it into the games felt a little clunky. And uh, worst thing for me, I really did not get any sense whatsoever that there was a story at all in the game. Um, wow. Now, one of the cool things that they did do in the game was if uh, you had another person, like you had a second player that you wanted to bring in, you could act, what you could do is you could actually go into your house and um, you could summon the character and you could play as another character from another save game file that you had. So it'd be the hero from the save game file. Or you could, I think, if I remember correctly, you could clone the character that you are currently playing, and he would play as an identical copy of you with your stats. Um, so yeah, like... If, so if I was like, for example, if I was playing a new game and I had a friend who kind of wasn't very big into gaming and I already had another save where I had somebody who was uber powerful, I could give him that person so they wouldn't feel so bad about dying or anything because they could just completely destroy people. And this is in Legends of Mana, yes. Um, 
So that feature I found very cool, but that is the only redeeming quality. I had another friend at the time who played through pretty much the entire game. I think he put in like 60 some odd hours. And I asked him, is there a plot to this game at all? He's like, not that I can see. So, so like what was the motivation for doing anything? To rebuild the world as far as I could tell. And that's it. That's it. And, uh, and so like, you got to understand, for me, I play a lot of RPGs because I love having video games with plots. I love having a story that you can engage with the characters. You can, like, it has a good, well-built universe. It has a story that ties you from the beginning to the end and gives you a sense of what you're doing and why you're doing it. This game definitely did not which was just a seriously bad mark. And yes, maybe it's because I love the previous game that came out in America um, so much that it gets a little, it gets definitely lower reviews for me. But I could not stand this game. I tried so desperately to get into this game. And I will tell you this, from late 1999 through late 2005, I stopped playing games Completely. Like this game broke you for games. Like I said before, I was starting to get away from gaming. This was the one that put the nail in the coffin for a long while. Wow. That is how much I hate this game. Well, you know, what you said that's interesting to me is that you think you may have judged the game a little extra harsh because you had been such a fan of its predecessor. Yes. And, you know, I don't think that you're alone in that. I myself can remember... Uh, Final Fantasy VIII coming out yes. and having been like devoted a year of my life to Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> yes. which I think many of us have done out there. Um, but Final Fantasy VIII came out and, you know, and, and by all marks, it was a very well-made game. I mean, yes. you know, Square makes good games. It just wasn't any Final Fantasy VII. At that VII. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Let's just not go there. Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but, you know, it's a good game. It was a good game. It's not bad. If another company other than Square had made it, if, if Square hadn't even made Final Fantasy VII and they came out with eight, I would have been like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. But I was expecting seven. I was expecting for it to just grab me and pull me in and not let go and for me to be physically, emotionally invested in these characters. Right. And, and it just didn't happen. I didn't care about them. Half, I mean, they couldn't tell who was a guy or who was a girl. That was like the beginning of like Square's need to make everybody have like a feminine qualities. Yes. And the story was all over the place. There was this ridiculous, you know, what was the system? They, uh, the, they, weapon system oh, the weapon was system was what I heard everyone hated. Yeah, it was terrible. There was some kind of an upgrade system, and it was just really overcomplicated. Yes. And I don't know. It was just a it was it was a, it was a sorry follow up. Yes. In comparison. So, so I understand where you're coming from with that secret of man. And, you know, it's human nature that you – people tend to judge things based off of works of other things that they've loved by the same creators, same franchise, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, I remember going into movies, M. Night Shyamalan. Now, granted, he isn't as great of a filmmaker as he was when he first made The Sixth Sense. But a lot of people went out of Unbreakable saying it wasn't as good as The Sixth Sense. And so they didn't like it because, you know, it couldn't keep up with The Sixth Sense. I love Unbreakable. That's one of my favorite movie by Shyamalan. I would say that that those two first movies of his are the ones that really are worth watching. It's like he he peaked first. Yes. And then he just kind of went down from there. And those first couple ones were still good. They were close to the top. But, oh, man, later on. (laughs) I can't. The happening. Recently, recently, (laughs) recently there were, uh, or when there, that movie Devil was coming out. Yes. Right? So there were. I think I did this a couple times in theaters. Of course, the first time, um, 
I wasn't expecting anything out of it. I was almost expecting people to get mad at me. But I was just so mad at him after his last movie, uh, which was Airbender. Yes. <laughs> that um, when they were doing the preview, it didn't look like a Shyamalan movie. No, it didn't. And so when it got to the end, it said, Devil by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. I just, I right out loud, went... The entire theater just uproariously started laughing. Like, I'm clearly not the only person who's like, dude, what the hell? No. What are you doing? I remember when um, it said, from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan, for those trailers, I could hear audible groans throughout (laughs) the audience in the theaters. So, So yeah. Uh, Not to rip on Shyamalan, but yeah, that was my rant of a game. Legend of Mana, do not buy it, do not pick it up, stay the hell away from it. Right, and my rave, again, Mega Man Legends. Go get it, play it right now, what are you doing? Stop listening, let's go. Anyway, uh, it was nice hanging out with you guys today, and uh, we'll be back next week. Um, We will hopefully be covering one of our many exciting topics. It will be either comics, movies, or zombie survival, just depends on who we can get lined up. Um, again, uh, music has been provided for us by AirPlus Recordings. Uh, the music, to- music today was by Tigerpaw. He just came out with a new album, The Good Days. Uh, so uh, go check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Tigerpaw. That's T-I-G-E-R-P-A-W. No funny spelling. No leap. Thank you very much. Uh, it's good stuff. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit pandamega.com for all your indie comic needs. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, please visit our forums at forum.pandamega.com. Anyone interested in becoming a contributor with Pandamega? Visit our contact page at contact.pandamega.com and complete the form located there. This is JP. We'll see you next time.